Welcome back to another episode of the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very happy to be here with Kit Lyle, founder of Aclero Growth Partners and the founder of The Operators. Welcome, Kit. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. Amazing. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in the business you're in today? Sure. Uh, first job after university was as a, a military intelligence officer in the United States Army. Um, from there, I uh, joined a strategy consulting firm that did a lot of work with the global 1000 brands. Uh, but they had a few clients that were private equity groups. And those private equity groups uh, interested me enough that I started my own consulting firm um, called Aclero Growth Partners. Uh, to focus on uh, private equity groups, but more specifically to focus on the operators, to focus on the portfolio company executives of businesses that private equity invested in. It just so happened, though, that the uh, the private equity groups themselves became the, the real client, and I never really had much of an opportunity to do value creation or growth strategy with those portfolio companies. So... Uh, exactly one year ago, in September of 2022, I uh, I started working on the operators to target them with some services. Amazing. And what exactly do you do for, for your clients? Can you run me through that? Yeah. So, you know, when I started out, I naively asked a few questions of, of uh, operators, private equity-backed executives, whom I, I found on LinkedIn, and I would ask, you know, does the term private equity culture shock resonate? Um, why is there no association or society or nonprofit or club uh, for private equity-backed executives to share or ask or find best practices or, or network? Um, is this a good idea or not? Maybe there's reasons that it doesn't exist. And essentially, unanimously, uh, the feedback was, we want that. It doesn't exist. Thanks for stepping up to the plate. Go make it happen. So I created the community, the Operators LLC, which is the the website is theoperators.pe. Um, but uh, I'd say the main activity that we're involved in um, are roundtables or moderated discussions on both topics of common interest to operators but also um, the, the second service is really the, the peer advisory council concept. So in summary, we solve strategic growth cases or dilemmas, questions, quandaries, concerns, challenges as a group. Uh, so members join uh, because they're private equity backed executives, number one. Number two, they join because they have a question or quandary or concern or challenge that they acknowledge uh, may not be a fit for the board, but nevertheless, it sits on their shoulders week after week, month after month, and they want some help figuring that out. Um, so I'll pause there, see if all that made sense. Then. Okay, 100%. No, it does for sure. And how, how do you measure the success of the businesses that you help? Do you have any specific metrics or KPIs that you use? No specific metrics or KPIs, uh, but because each month 
we are solving at least one case. And again, the definition of a case is a question, quandary, concern, challenge, idea, opportunity. Um, we therefore, at the end of each month, there's one or two or three of these cases that are solved. And then the next month, we start each meeting, you know, with, you know, what's an update and you know, how did things work out? We solved the case. You had to go do something, Mr. CEO. How did things work out after you went and did that? Uh, let's hear an update. But I guess, you know, honestly, Dylan, um, another way of answering your question is I, I belong to LX Council. Uh, that's where I received my training and certification. They've surveyed their groups of facilitators. I'm a facilitator or a moderator. And the, the feedback is that the return on investment of all the facilitators that they've trained is five to six X. So in other words, if members are paying thousand dollars a month or whatever it is, they are seeing their, their members are seeing a return on that investment of five or six times. Okay, hundred percent. So let me let me let me rephrase the question to, how do you measure the success of your business? Aha, <laughs> very good, very good. You know, I don't think that there is a a tangible quantitative way uh, that we're measuring success, other than obviously revenue and number of of uh, members that are showing up. But uh, you know, I guess the the subtle. Uh, informal qualitative measure of success is the degree of enthusiasm that members have in being a part of the group. Uh, they come back, they rejoin, they participate actively. They have cases, you know, not necessarily every month, um, but they if they they still show up without a case because the members depend on one another to solve each other's cases. So if you don't have a case in the month of September, you still show up because your peers, your friends, your colleagues are almost like family eventually, uh, are depending on you to listen and then ask questions and then help solve. So the answer to your question is just the degree of interest, enthusiasm, participation, membership um, is really my definition of success. I started 2023 out with a uh, very clear written down goal, and that was to be a net giver. And I feel that I've, I'm living up to that, that <laughs> aspiration by, by giving back to uh, people that, that have a need or have an interest. Yeah. Okay. I love that. That's amazing. And how do you, where do you find your clients? Or where do they find you? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, it's pretty simple, and um, you know, there's it's it's interesting. Um, LinkedIn is the answer, so we'll start there. Okay. Uh, but if there are roughly, let's say, eighty thousand private equity backed executives in North America, uh, only about five percent of them identify themselves on LinkedIn as a private equity backed executive. So we've done a little bit of outreach using, um, we have a, a relationship with private equity info, uh, which is great. They, they have a database and uh, we're a member, we're, we're a subscriber uh, of, of private equity info, but there are other databases and, um, and lists and so forth that you can subscribe to. Um, and so we've done some targeted emails, but most of the activity starts in our LinkedIn group 
So once we've connected with someone on LinkedIn, we invite them to be a member of our group, which is private equity backed uh, professionals and our private equity backed executives, I think it is. And uh, the, you know, we post things and share things. And sometimes there's chats and polls and uh, questions and uh, you know, a lot, a lot of best practices are shared there and that sort of starts the dialogue. Okay. Amazing. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll chat to you a bit offline because we're using some tools for LinkedIn at the moment that are, just crazy, um, but we, we can talk after the recording. <laughs> so Sounds good. since you started, have there been any specific challenges or obstacles that you faced and how, how did you overcome them? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I believe in full transparency and disclosures. And this is, I'd say, a little bit more than a, a hypothesis, a little <laughs> bit more than a test. Um, and a little bit less at this stage, one year in, than a thriving, successful business. So, you know, my my misstep, uh, candidly, was I really wanted this to be a membership-based community, an online community in which people, everybody um, would pay a small monthly due or dues. Uh, and in reality, uh, I don't think my community was quite ready for that. So we had to take a couple steps back. And uh, another example of a misstep was uh, we wanted to have a, a, a live event. I had planned to have our first live event uh, in, in here in September and sort of had to back away from that because the community just wasn't quite ready for that. So while the, the business is successful from a transactional standpoint, I've got a certain number of members paying a certain monthly uh, membership, uh, well, we'll use that word due again, uh, but it's specifically for participating in the roundtable or mastermind group or peer advisory council, whatever you want to call it, as opposed to being a part of a big membership. So we'll eventually get there uh, to the point where there's enough value uh, of being a participant and a member uh, in the community for people to pay a small uh, monthly due, but uh, we're not there yet. Okay, 100%. So in the next five or so years, uh, where where do you see your business being? So there's a lot of value that is created automatically when you put a, a group of people together with like needs and interests. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a few examples and then we'll, we'll go from there. So the very first tangible uh, value offering was the the development of some um, some virtual career day events. So we invited some private equity groups to meet with some executives that were in career transition mode. Um, so we could continue to do that. Um, after that, we started doing strategic growth council, the peer advisory council that's focused on solving strategic growth dilemmas. Um, so we've got the career transition council, we've got strategic growth council, and uh, then we started the middle market MA Ecosystem Council, which is designed for trusted advisors, service providers that are you know, relatively small shops. Um, so an investment bank or a law firm or accounting firm, they have visibility, they have enough people that they solve their dilemmas internally. But if you're a small company, you really don't have enough visibility or enough people to be able to solve internal uh, dilemmas. So these small service providers or trusted advisors are members of our middle market MA ecosystem. And there's a lot that we can do with service providers 
and operators. Um, next, we start. We are starting uh, this week the Independent Sponsors Council. So one aspect of the uh, private equity, uh, one subset of asset class within private equity is the independent sponsor community. Um, they're going out on a limb kind of as a jack of all trades and they're not masters at everything that happens in a traditional private equity fund. So it's very beneficial to them to understand what a neighbor, <laughs> a peer in uh, the independent sponsors community is doing proactively, whether it's fundraising or business development or due diligence or operational improvement. Um, they need help. They need advice. So we're doing that. And then lastly is the, uh, the operating partners within private equity groups. Um, they're in a council or they will be in a council. We're starting that soon. Uh, and the reason for that is that in a private equity group, you're either administrative or you're a deal team member. And uh, the operating partners are neither. So they're not really an operator because they're not currently CEO or C-level executive in a, in a portfolio company. Uh, so their, their roles are a little ambiguous. <clears throat> and sometimes they're on the board, sometimes they're not. So they have some needs and interests in terms of sharing best practices. So the, the in summary, Dylan, the answer to your question about five years from now, where do we want to take this? I think you know, ideally, this would be a member-based community. We'd have all these councils going, but the councils uh, are really just sort of the the, uh, the crack in the door. So we'll be serving private equity groups. We'll be serving operating partners. We'll be serving the uh, most importantly the operators, and then lastly, we'll be serving um, the, the the executives, the private equity-backed executives. And so when you bring them all together, for example, in a conference. Um, or an event to discuss things, lots lots of powerful things can happen. It could be career related, could be solving a, a best practice or a dilemma, a topic that is of common interest. Anyway, I'll pause there. I've got okay, <laughs> lots, lots of ways for this community to grow. <clears throat> okay, amazing. And are you planning on having it as a live community or an online community or both? Well, I Certainly both. Uh, online communities do well, but you do have to have an event in a physical place that brings people together for the purpose of getting to know one another in ways that you can't develop or forge those friendships um, virtually. So we'll do them both ways. Okay. So would you do live events in multiple locations or are you going to yes. be targeted to a specific area? What what I envision happening, who, who knows how it'll pan out, but... <laughs> I envision there being chapters. So we might have a Boston chapter, a New York chapter, an Atlanta chapter, and so forth. And those communities would thrive and blossom on their own as people get together, you know, maybe a particular uh, night of the uh, a month, maybe on a monthly basis, they get together at a cocktail reception or a restaurant or what have you um, to get together in person. And then we might have a singular live event for the entire community. Okay, awesome. That sounds good. <laughs> so have you, have there been any um, partnerships or collaborations that have helped you to get where you are today? Not necessarily in this current business, but throughout your life. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, well, you know, the first the first two that come to mind are, um, so Slade Cobran of Chief Outsiders really is the person that came up with the concept of um, PE culture shot, or at least 
you know, I learned of the, the terminology PE culture shock from Slade and Slade suggested that a peer advisory council consisting entirely of PE backed executives might make a lot of sense. And he was right. <clears throat> so uh, Chief Outsiders became a sponsor or a, a partner of the operators in forging that first uh, strategic growth council. And then, as I mentioned, um, Private Equity Info has been very helpful with their database and they've uh, volunteered some time and some, some insights for us as well. So those two come to mind. And then of course, Aclero Growth Partners is where, uh, you know, that's the business that I own, but I'm not actively involved in. And they've been helpful, uh, certainly. Okay, 100%. And in your day-to-day, -day, so we're, we're a software company that sponsors this podcast. So I love to hear about the different tools that you use um, on a day-to-day, -day, if you do use any. Can you speak of any tools that you use on a daily basis? <laughs> well, um, in addition to LinkedIn, I'd say, you know, what I've got constantly open is my CRM tool. <laughs> the CRM tool that I have is easily customizable. Uh, so Which I one is that? I was afraid you would ask. <laughs> the, the name the name of the CRM that I use is probably the worst aspect of the CRM itself. The name of it is Less Annoying CRM. So if you go to <laughs> lessannoyingcrm.com, you'll you'll see it. Um, but the the point was they wanted to create something that's a bit more user friendly than the big the big names in CRM tools. Okay, awesome, amazing, and. <laughs> What advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry or even PE backed uh, operators? Well, you, you, two answers come to mind immediately for, for PE backed uh, operators. I have the utmost respect, admiration, and perhaps even from time to time, envy for the, the situations that they find themselves in the opportunities that they have to create value in the companies. However, I honestly can't think of a more challenging role than being a private equity backed executive. The level of stress, the timeline, the urgency, the personalities sometimes that are involved uh, are just overwhelming. And the, uh, the average tenure of a private equity backed executive in one role is about a little less than three years. So if you if you decide that this is the career path for you and you want to continue to be in private equity and you're successful, you can expect that every three years you'll be unemployed, uh, quite likely, uh, for some period of time. And that's challenging. So my suggestion is uh, avail yourselves. Don't be on an island all by yourselves. Uh, don't try to go it alone. The board is relevant for the most urgent and important quandaries that you have, but not everything that sits on your shoulder. So, so take advantage of peers and private equity, uh, private equity backed executives, um, reach out to them for advice and feedback and best practices. And by all means, join a peer advisory council uh, if you can. In terms of entrepreneurs that are sort of in the same space, you know, I, I uh, recently had a bit of an epiphany that I'll share, and that is that when you're developing relationships with essentially your customers or your clients or prospective members of your community, you you really uh, should not 
treat those prospective members of your community um, as in or out, yes or no, members or not members. That's very transactional. That mindset is very transactional. So rather than, uh, would you like to be a member today? And if no, then I'll circle back in a month or six months or, or whatever. That's the wrong mindset. I think the right mindset to have is if you provide a service that's relevant to uh, your prospective member and they are not receiving that service elsewhere, then embrace them, bring them into the community, whether they're a paying member or not, find ways to create value, find ways to take advantage of, maybe that's the wrong way to put it, provide ways for them to share their knowledge, insights, best practices with your community, um, give them outlets, give them opportunities to share and ask. Um, so that's that's the way I, I look at it. If you're providing something of value that they're not getting elsewhere, then bring them in and embrace them. hundred percent. I love that. And I think that applies to pretty much everything in life. Um, just provide value and embrace people, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's the saying? You've got to light other candles with your flame to make the world a brighter place. I love that one. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Well, look, we are, we are out of time on the show, but... I've really enjoyed this and thank you so much for giving us your time. So before we sign off, what is the best way for people to reach out or follow Kit Lyle um, in case you have any inspiration yeah. or any offers that they can take advantage of? Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So the website is theoperators.pe, as in private equity. And my email address is kit, K-I-T, at theoperators.pe dot p e so i i uh, welcome questions or uh, uh networking opportunities and thanks again for uh, for the opportunity dylan appreciate it very much amazing thanks so much take care